Amen. Good morning, people of God. Uh, glad to be here. Hope I measure up to all of that. Uh, <laughs> I just want to um, thank God who truly is the head of my life. You know, um, I attended a a funeral yesterday for a dear cousin of mine, and it surely puts things in perspective, you know, and, and they said, you know, uh, so many wonderful things about uh, my cousin, and all true, all of it was true. Um, but but as uh, Apostle was speaking this morning, uh all that they may say at mine, I pray, is that she was a woman of God. Hallelujah. That that If they could say that, then I'd be all right. <laughs> so, you know, when you sit there, you wonder, I wonder what they going to say at my funeral. <laughs> so uh, uh, we just pray uh, before we get started. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just uh, decrease right now that you might increase and us, Father, we ask that you, O oh Lord, speak through me, that I might deliver your word, and I might ask that anyone who is listening, hallelujah, that they uh, may be ready, that you, O oh Lord, just uh, break up the fallow ground, Father, that they might receive your word, that it might take root, and that it might spring forth 100-fold. Father, we love you. We just pray today that you have your way in this place and all that we do and all that we hear and all that we think, Father, have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So um we'll be we'll be taking uh and speaking from uh first Corinthians today. First Corinthians chapter five and six. First Corinthians chapter five and six. Um, and and, and if uh, there is a subject, it would be today, suffocating life, suffocating life. Uh, when I read First uh, Corinthians 5 and 6 here recently, I just, it, it really, um, and, and this has never happened, uh, but as I began to read, there was one word that stuck out in my mind over and over and over. And I went back after reading both chapters and um, began to really count the number of times that the word fornicate was just in those two chapters, just in five and six. And it was at least nine times. It is in there at least in some variation, uh, whether it's um, fornicate, fornicating, fornicators, fornication. In some sense of the word fornicate, uh, it is listed at least nine times in these two chapters, which makes it extremely significant to God. Uh, And not only that, but in chapter five, he starts out. He just starts out. You know, and I know that the Bible and the way that it's situated and laid out, it was laid out by man. So we get that. But as five starts out, um, 
it, it starts out by saying it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. So it commonly, it, it's just common. It, it, it's just common. And, and mind you, uh, Paul here is talking to the body of Christ. <laughs> He's not talking to sinners. He's talking to the body of Christ in Corinth. So commonly, there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. Paul said, come on, come on. The sinners don't even do this. This is bad. The sinners don't do stuff like this. And and you're in the church. You call yourself a body. You call yourself a, a, a Christian. And, 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 and not only that, but there are people in the church that know this, that's just sitting there, and they're doing nothing about it. And, and, and so I began to really pray, and God began to speak to me, because there's something in the word fornicate. There's something in the act of fornicating that God hates. It's, it stinks in his nostrils. Whenever he mentions uh, a, a plethora, multiple, uh, multiple sin, he, he always lists fornication. Fornication is always in there. So we're going to delve into that a little bit today. Uh, suffocating life. To suffocate means to die from being unable to breathe, to impede or stop the development of and to become smothered. So to suffocate means to smother it out. It means that it was there, life was there, but it's smothered out now. Life was there. In order for something to die, it must first live. So something was living and then smothered out. Hallelujah. Why, why is this? the topics for today. Why, why is suffocating life the focus of today? Uh, why is, why is uh, fornication more specifically the focus of today? And it's because through Satan's subtle schemes, through Satan's subtle schemes, the body of Christ is succumbing to his influence. They're, they're not even, no, Satan is so, uh, 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 uh subtle at what he does, like a boa constrictor that every time you take a breath, he just tightens it and tightens it and tightens it. Every time you breathe, he just tightens it. Every time you breathe until you're dead, until you're suffocating, until there is no life in you. And that's what Satan does. He, he comes and he's infected the body of Christ with this sin and the body of Christ is taking and receiving it little by little till it doesn't even take on the meaning in which it is. In 1 Corinthians 5 and 6, hallelujah, again, we know that uh, fornication is used uh, more than nine times, hallelujah. So, of course, in order to really understand for myself, uh, I had to look up the word fornicate in the Greek. <laughs> and I was I was really surprised. Fornicate in the Greek is pornia. 
cornea. What does that sound like? So it fornicates stems from pornography, illicit sexual intercourse, illicit sexual intercourse. Physically, it's adultery, homosexuality, bestiality, or incest, etc. Spiritually, it's the worship of idols. Anything that's not God is, is, is considered fornication. Hallelujah. You're, you're, you're linking up, hallelujah, with something that, that you're becoming one with something that's it's not God. Hallelujah. So when you are cooking a romantic dinner for your boo, who is not your husband, <laughs> and you're thinking that it's okay because you plan to get married, or you may even be engaged. Understand, my beloved, that's not making love. You are operating in pornography. But we have become, we as a people, and when I say we, I say the body of Christ. Because we expect unbelievers to operate in sin. This is to the body of Christ. And we have come so desensitized to fornication, from watching TV, from listening to music, watching movies, et cetera. It, we, it's, it's so uh, 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 an everyday occurrence in what we see in TV and in life that it no longer holds the, 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 the power of the sin uh, uh, that that we that it used to. When I grew up, when I was growing up, I guess I'm dating myself. But when I was growing up, you didn't see that. You didn't see that on TV. That that was very rare that you saw a couple living together on TV. Now we see it. It's so heavily viewed on things like Empire and Atlanta Housewives and Greenleaf and. And, and programs uh, like This Is Us and Switched at Birth and movies, all the, all movies from PG-13 to rated R, you see all of this. It's accepted. So now it's accepted that 13-year-olds can see, can watch, can partake in. We allow our children to be exposed to this behavior. When we send them to auntie's house, a godmama's house, uh, 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 of friends and families to stay over there or slumber parties at at at, at a little Johnny or Beth's house, uh, at, and where individuals who are not married are operating in this practice. It's okay. We could just talk to them when we get home. But let me just tell you, you you can't uh, talk to, can't beat an experience. So if they experience it and you, you feel like, oh, well, I'll talk to them about it, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, think again. Think again. Experiences far outweigh uh, talking to. I'm reminded <laughs> in this of a, a lady, and everyone knows I, I, I don't have any qualms about uh, wearing my face <laughs> on my collar. Uh, everybody at work know, knows my faith in God. I have, you know, there's plaques all over my uh, 
uh, religious plaques and scriptures all over my cubicle. I don't have a problem with it. Hallelujah. So my manager came to me. Um, this was maybe about maybe about seven years ago. Uh, she came to me and she said, you know, it really bothers me that uh, my mother is not married. Uh, she's been with this guy for 10 years and they're wonderful people and uh, she had a son that was seven years old, so that's all he knew. That's all he knew was grandma and then this guy that uh, she'd been living with or partnered with, however the world may say. Uh, and and she said, that bothers me. I, I said, well, why do you let him go over there every other weekend? Well, that's his grandmother. I'm not going to take him away from his grandmother. I said, so you want him to get, think that that's okay? Well, no, but no, I'm not going to. And she like kind of looked at me in disgust, like, oh, no, I'm I'm not going to stop him from seeing his grandmother. I'm not, I'm just saying I don't like that. Wow. Okay. So things like that uh, go on. We may not like it, but we send them on over there anyway. So what comes to light is Romans 1, and Romans 1 lists a plethora, just a plethora. I don't think, I think Romans 1 lists the most sins in one place in, 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 than in any other place in the Bible. I mean, it's just, a, it go on maybe three, four verses. Just, you, you, it's a sin, it's named in there. And so it's a long list of sins, um, and of which, of course, Fornication is listed. And in uh, Romans 1 and 32, it states, who knowing the judgment of God, that should be us, right, Christians, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such sin, uh, such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in, in them that do them. Hallelujah that have pleasure in they that do them. And so when we go to a movie, and I remember I'm not I'm not judging, I'm just I'm just I'm judging you by the word. But this is the word of God. I can give you my example when I went to a movie, uh it was a rated R movie. I think I was in my twenties. I uh I, I was saved at the age of twenty one, so I must have been twenty three ish. And it was a rated R movie. And, you know, that had already started to eat at me. And so I began to ask myself, I, I don't cuss. Um, I, I don't lie. I don't um, operate in premarital sex. Um, I, I, I don't do these things. And they are against the word of God. How can I sit and enjoy a movie that operates in those things? How can I sit and do that? How can I enjoy those things? And so uh, I got to questioning, and I said, and then questioning myself, like, God, who am I in Christ if I enjoy watching sin? And uh, now get this, all all the while I was uh, at that time married, and he used to get tickets to the movies. So uh, normally we went, but now it was starting to bother me. So as I sat in this last movie, um, 
the movie was set it off. And um, it just, I said, enough, enough. It was too much. And and I, I praise God for that. Um, people of God, is something wrong inside of you. I'm telling you, if there's something wrong inside of you spiritually, if you enjoy watching sin. If you have fun watching sin, going to these movies, watching it on TV, reading about it, books, reading about it, I'm t- and I love books. I love books, and I, I love movies. I, I, I like watching movies, but I, I've been relegated to uh, 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 <laughs> all of the, the – the, I, I like books in the, the early 1900s because all of that ain't in there. Uh, praise God. I, I, so I begin to watch what comes in my ear gate and my eye gate. But because people um, or the body of Christ is not doing that, they're allowing sin to get in. They're allowing uh, Satan to come in to infiltrate their bodies and contaminating and suffocating life, the life that's in them. And I'm talking about the spiritual life that's in them. God is life. God is life. When we turn our, when we uh, uh, turn ourselves over to God, we are given life. Hallelujah. So we, as we watch this stuff, we kill God. We kill God in us. Hallelujah. 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 So to get back to uh, the word uh, fornication, we got to understand. We got to go back and we got to understand where did it come from? What does it mean? Uh, what took place with it? Um, and fornication is it, normally two individuals coming together intimately. Now, all of us have heard the stories about the bird and the bees and all of that. We're not going to go into any of that. However, we will look at intimacy of why it, the intimacy of why it was created. If you do not know the use of something, then you will abuse it. Let me say that again. If you don't know the use of something or why something was created, you will abuse it meaning you will use it incorrectly. For an example, let's take a child who uh, takes a pencil, and a pencil was designed for writing, not sticking in your ears and your nose to harm your body. Crayons are used for coloring. Not eating is harmful. So we have to remember in going back to fornication, we want to understand what went on. So we'll use it properly. We'll use that and it will take root in us and we'll be able to see things more properly. Uh, Fornication is an illicit act. I think we said that in the definition. Fornication is an illicit act. What is illicit though? 
What is illicit? It's forbidden by laws, rules, or customs. It's illicit. Hallelujah. And that made me think immediately in Genesis. We know that Adam and Eve exhibited an illicit behaviors when eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What resulted was a life separated from God. They were put out of the garden and death took place. God then had to kill an innocent animal to cover their sin. This was fornication because they decided to disobey and worship another God, something else that's above the word of God. Hallelujah. Fornication suffocates life, life with you and God. Fornication suffocates life. Today, our focus will be on fornication between two people, as stated in 1 Corinthians 5 and 1. A member of the body was having sex with his mother, and this was greater than what was even being done to non-believers. Amen. Amen. When a man and a woman come together as one, both, get this, we're going to get into the nuts and crannies of it, the nooks and crannies. When a man and a woman come together as one, both are carrying life-giving agents. Both are carrying life-giving agents. Each possessing the awesome, amazing potential and power to create life. Hallelujah. That's awesome. We hold within us the the, the awesome, amazing potential power to create life. In Genesis 1.26, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. That was the Godhead speaking. Hallelujah. The Godhead said, Let us make man, man, human, mankind in our image after our likeness. Hallelujah. Then those things that God created align directly with my mankind if we are in his image, right? So we are in God's image. Hallelujah. What he created spiritually will flow down naturally. There's always, that's why it's the Old Testament, the New Testament. It's all one book. Hallelujah. But it flows down. There's a flow to it that encompasses the Godhead. Hallelujah. So in keeping with that, uh, we are made in the image and the likeness of God. Laws were created in the, the, the image and the likeness of Christ. Anything that the body of Christ goes through was created in the image and the likeness of Christ within us. We, as the body of Christ, are made like God. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. I'm saying that sometimes if we can understand the spiritual reasons why things are, we will not move out into the sin and the natural things. Hallelujah. So when we understand the spiritual, we 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 tend not to move out into the natural things. When we do not know the use of a thing, 
We abuse it. So when you don't know the word of God properly and what things mean, you'll abuse it. Hallelujah. When we become one with God, we make a covenant, a vow, a commitment to allow God to rule and reign in our lives, in us. It is at that time that we are given life, everlasting life. When we, hallelujah, commit ourselves to God, when we receive him, hallelujah, when we allow him to enter into us, we are giving life, life everlasting. Interesting thought here. So what would we do if God fornicated with us? What if he did things illegally like we do with him? What if he went out? And, 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 you know, forgot about us. Or what if he went out and became one with something else and not you? Where would we be? Where would we be? Instead of life, he would be given death because it would be outside of the law that he created. Come on. So there would be no faithfulness or trust or commitment because that's what fornication does. All of that comes with it, guys. It comes with it. When you go outside of the will of God, you cannot be trusted. You cannot be trusted. I know that's a strong word, ain't it? When you go outside of the will of God, God can't trust you. When people around you see it, they can't trust you. Fornication suffocates a life, life with you and God. Hallelujah. John 10 and 1 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So now you are not only operating in pornography, but you are now a thief. And a robber. See, all of this stuff, and God knows this. God knows all of this stuff comes with fornication because you're doing things outside of the law that he created between a man and a wife. So that now makes you a thief, a robber. You're operating in pornography. You can't be trusted. I'm like, all of this, I never knew all of this encompasses one act of fornication. Hmm. Because it is so prevalent, believers think fornication is okay. Because everybody's doing it, it's okay. It is not people of God. Please hear me today. What you are doing is an extreme detriment to your relationship with God, God's blessings on your life and your ministry. How many times have we seen, time after time, church after church, get caught up in leadership fornicating? More times than not, it's through the act of adultery, but some form of fornication. What does it do to the body? If they're single, if they're married, fornication, what does it do to the body? People start feeling betrayed after that. People are hurt. 
hurt, leadership is no longer trusted, the body is torn, and many leave. And when I say leave their church, many leave the church never to return again. This is all what fornication does, subtly, subtly, because it's so prevalent, subtly, Sodom and Gomorrah, subtly, it doesn't. Sodom and Gomorrah did not happen overnight. It happened subtly. So what operates in a man and a woman that creates both the semen and egg? What operates in that? What is the carrier of that? It's the blood the blood carries the assignment. Hallelujah. The blood carries the assignment. And in the blood, we know that spiritual heredity, hereditary things are passed on. Hallelujah. We know that, you know, uh, illnesses are passed on. Physical traits are passed on. Even soulish things like lying and choices and behaviors are passed on. How do we know that? All of this is passed on through uh, semen and an egg. How do we know that? Because we see the life that's created in children. So we see high blood pressure run through the family. We see diabetes run through the family. We see physical traits run through a family. We see uh, he's short, he's tall, he looks like his mom, looks like his dad. Those all run through those vessels, through the semen, through the, the, the egg, through the carrier of the blood that's given all of this, we see that all of these things are wrapped up in that. All of the soulish things, all of the lying and the choices and behaviors and all of that we're dealing with is wrapped up in those two agents within each of us. So why am I saying that? Why, why is that important? I'm saying that because even if there is some kind of birth control, even if there is some kind of mechanism that that transpires um, uh, or 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 not, um, because we tend to think use the rubber, nothing happy. Yeah, right. We know that. Okay, we're 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 wise enough to know that. I'm saying that to do that, you then transfer that those agents into one another. So then you wonder why you are dealing with stuff that you have never had to take on before. Illnesses within you are starting now to pop up. Mental things are beginning to pop up. Things you, the attitude uh, uh, is out of line. All of this stuff is popping up in your life and you have no clue where it's coming from because you just didn't used to be that way. You didn't used to be that way. I'm telling you, it's all transferring in fornication, in fornication. Those are, those things are transferring. Hallelujah. I'm single. But I tell you what, if we get married, if I ever marry, we're going to be laying before the Lord. We're going to be uh, uh, canceling out all of that stuff so nothing takes place, nothing transpires. We're going to have the blood of Jesus cleansed, hallelujah, because those things transfer with everyone. 
You know, I think there's a saying going that um, when you become one with one, you become one with everyone they became one with. Wow. And then, so, and, and, and that's on both sides. So, you know, you could be becoming one with 20, 30 folk, all coming together, all their sins, all of that coming together. This is what fornicate. God knows this. We have not come to this knowledge, but God knows this. That's why it stunk in his nostrils. It, 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 that's why it was listed in every uh, 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 compilation of sin that's in the Bible. It's listed. So as the saying goes, as they used to say it in my neighborhood, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself because this is what's going on, and, 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 and the body of Christ has no clue. Hallelujah. No wonder we're so messed up today. No wonder. No wonder. God deals with fornication harshly. Yet I can count on one hand the number of people that were celibate before marriage. It's like the church doesn't care. Purity is no longer being considered in the Christian realm. I'm telling you, it is not even seen as sin. How many sermons? Have you heard about it of late? And I've listened to a lot of sermons, and I've not heard this preached a lot lately. When I was growing up, I heard it quite a bit, but, but you don't hear it too much now. We have got to get this thing right. There is no way you can consider yourself in right alignment with God if you are watching movies with fornication, if you are taking pleasure in for and watching fornication, if you are taking pleasure in fornication, get it right. Hallelujah! It's not too late. People laugh at me. Hallelujah! Because of the things that I watch and read, and you know that's no fun, right? <laughs> What's the fun in that? Isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible that people start thinking that? Uh, now, now, this is a real travesty and true story, true story, everybody, true story. I was at a woman's gathering at a church, and there were maybe 10 or 11 of us situated around the table, and, you know, we were sharing and uh, uh, talking about movies, and they said, you know, to celebrate, we should go to a movie. So immediately, I know I know the body of Christ. So immediately, I, I know I need to make this disclaimer. I said, I'll be happy to go as long as it's not rated on. You know what they said? If it's not rated R, well, that ain't nothing. What you going to watch then? Isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? All these women. Oh, Old women and, you know, older women, women, some women in there old enough to be my mama, down to younger women, everybody in between. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And they said, well, we, we won't be able to go to nothing if we don't go to nothing that's ours. Isn't that a sad indictment? That's a sad indictment. This, this was in church. It was a meeting, a woman's meeting in church. This is the mindset. This was their mindset. 
Holy Ghost filled. Holy Ghost filled church. This was their mindset. God is watching. God is watching. And he's saddened. And he has torn away from the fornicator. Get your life aligned with God. He hates fornication. The very foundation of fornication is death. And because he loves us so much, he is going to give us the opportunity to make it right. If you are listening to this right now, he's giving you the opportunity to make it right. The word of God says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The word confess here means to agree. If we can acknowledge and agree that we are wrong in our fornication and that we have sinned, God will forgive us. Stop suffocating life, life with you and God. That is what fornication does. I I know it ain't a feel-good sermon, hallelujah, but I'm going to tell you what the feel-good of it was is that you can get it right, hallelujah. My cousin didn't have a day, didn't didn't get the opportunity to see another day to, to, to ask God to forgive her. She was taken suddenly by a heart attack. But but if you are listening to this sermon today, you have the opportunity. Hallelujah. You have the opportunity. And if you're wondering, ask God. If you're wondering why and you haven't, you know, some people may call this uh, what it, soul ties. Some people may call this, you know, these soul ties that are connected to you. Uh, it could have been uh, you operating in that uh, prior to marriage, but some of the manifestations are still taking place, you know, because that's what it does. That's how evil it is. Begin to, to search yourself. Ask God. Begin to talk to God. Align yourself. Ask yourself why you enjoy watching sin. Hallelujah. There's a reason behind that. Hallelujah. I had to ask God. Hallelujah. So, uh, Lord, we just pray today. We we pray. We thank you for this word today. We just ask that you, the Heavenly Father, it's a hard word, but we ask that you, the Heavenly Father, oh, Lord, just help us to unveil, oh, Lord, all the things that may have been carried in us or carried to us from fornication, Father. Begin even now to remove them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just love you and we praise you today. We thank you for your work. We thank you for manifesting in this place, Father. And we thank you, the Heavenly Father, for aligning in us and as a result, for giving us life everlasting. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Back in your hand.
that we will obey you, Lord, and that we will humble ourselves and we will repent for any form of fornication, O oh God, that we may that we are engaged in. That we will repent before you, O oh God, and that we will turn from our evil and wicked ways so that the life of our relationship with you, O oh God, will not be suffocated in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, have your way in our lives. We thank you for a word of reproof, a word of correction, a word of instruction. Oh God, in the name of in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray over this vessel that you have used this morning to just bring forth your light and shine, oh God, into dark areas and expose those places, oh God, that many refuse to deal with or talk about, oh God. But that even as she stood in the boldness of your word and spoke it, oh God, that her faithfulness for being faithful to you, oh God, in the assignment that you placed before her. We thank you, God, that you will bless her for faithfulness. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that she's covered in the blood and that she's covered, oh God, Lord God, as you are her dwelling place. That, oh God, the spirit of retaliation and backlash, oh God, cannot trace, locate, oh God, or come near the tent of her dwelling or anything that is attached to her, Almighty King, in the majestic name of Jesus. We thank you for this vessel. And even, oh God, as she's given unto your people today, that you will pour back unto her a hundredfold. In the majestic name of Jesus, we give you glory in this place, O oh God. We give you honor in this place, O oh King, and we magnify you. You are holy and worthy and righteous, as there is no one like you. And it is in the majestic name of Jesus that we've prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We just bless the name of Jesus in this place. At this time, dynamic people of God, we are going to open up this line. Amen. And we're going to open up this line, people of God, um, with two places today. Amen. For those who desire prayer, Prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to pray for you. Glory to God. 